Hi, everyone. I'm Em, and welcome back to this week's Your Stories podcast. I'm very excited to introduce my friend, Giovanna. I actually know her from the military. Um, we were stationed at Fort Carson together, and we were in the same company, and she's she's out now, but she's doing a lot of great things. And so we have her on the show today just to talk about what she's got going on and what maybe things she has done in the past. So welcome. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so humbled to be here. Um, and thank you guys for listening. <laughs> no problem. I'm excited. Me too, girl. So where where should we start? Um, probably like a basic intro. So I'll just tell everybody a little bit about myself. My name is Giovanna. Um, a lot of people know me by Tyson or Burgess. Um, that's those mm-hmm. were my last names in the military. Um, I grew up in Pittsburgh. Right now, I am currently a student out in Pittsburgh. I attend Robert Morris University. Um, I'm actually in a four plus one program. And basically what that is, is um, I do my four years of undergrad and then I do my senior year um, as a graduate student and an undergrad student. So that's kind of where I am at this point. Did you... um... Have you always been to that university or did you transfer from one university to a different one? Because I know a lot of people sometimes transfer. Oh, girl, you already know. (laughs) So being in the military, I have been to so many different um, colleges, uh, universities, like just trying to get my credits. And you know how that goes. You're in one place, you get stationed in another um, or you deploy, or there's a field exercise, or something of that nature that takes you away um, from your studies. So I've honestly probably been enrolled in uh, three to four like community colleges, um, and then a couple online universities. And I finally settled down here. So there, I've been to quite a few. <laughs> How was? Um... Because I had no idea you were in school while you were in the military. Um, But I feel like no one really knows when people are actually taking classes unless they're talking to someone about their classes. Um, How was it trying to balance uh, schoolwork and the military lifestyle? I lost you. Hello. There you are. Okay. That. Okay. So, <laughs> let me see. This the screen went black. That's exactly what happened. That's. <laughs> yep. That happened on my last podcast. We we figured out that her screen kept when her screen timed out, it cut out all the audio on her end. Hmm. I wonder. Did you guys figure out a way to stop that, or did she just keep tapping the screen? She either kept tapping it, but, or you can just change your timeout settings. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, you're good. It's completely fine. Out settings just so we don't have to keep going back and forth and tapping and stuff. So you probably won't hear me for like, I don't know, like 15 seconds or so. I'm sorry. Okay.
Okay, I think I have it. Okay. All right, I'm sorry about that. I've changed it to uh, auto lock never, so I should be good. <laughs> You're good. You're good. But I, I didn't hear your response to my question, so. Can you ask the question again and we just pick up from there? Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So I asked, how was it um, doing classes in the military while being in the military? How was like the, the balance and the workload? Was it hard? So to be honest with you, it was a nightmare. And it, that's part of the reason Ooh. that I got out of the military because I needed to pursue my education and finish before I felt like it was, um, I don't want to say too late, but too late. You know, I didn't want life to pass me by um, while I'm trying to get this degree. Honestly, it took me about four years to get an associate's and it was stressing me out. Um, I was trying to take classes in the MWR during deployment. Um, and then you know how that is. You might have a blackout mm -hmm. type of situation where you, you can't access yeah. the internet. Um, <laughs> then you have to go through like exceptions with the professors and, you know, just different things. Um, so it was really a headache. And it like, a, a, like I said, it took me sitting down and really realizing that getting my education was very important to me. And I either was going to get out at the time that I did mm -hmm. um, and pursue my education, or I was going to continue to keep putting it on a back burner. Now, what is your um, degree in or the one that you're working towards? Okay, so being in the four plus one program, my undergrad degree, which is my bachelor's, that's going to be in business administration with concentration in marketing um, and social media branding. And my master's degree is in cybersecurity and information assurance. Oh, so two completely different areas, yes, kind yes, of. Yes, completely different areas. Um, and I really just wanted to make the most of my education and the GI Bill. Um, because mm -hmm. to be honest, like, you have to create your own opportunities. And just doing yes. my research and understanding that technology um, is only going to advance um, I, I had to look at projections and see what areas were going to be um, increasing with their uh, job prospects and things like that. So, and that's kind of how I chose cybersecurity. I feel like that was a very like smart and responsible move because I feel like I haven't really heard people um, talk about when they're looking to what degrees that they want to take and they're looking in the future of like job projections and stuff and, and what's really going to be up and coming. They more so just look at what they're interested in and then try to go from there. But then sometimes that's a, it's a dead end because they're like, Oh, I didn't realize like this is so competitive or there's really no job market for it. Or this doesn't do what I thought it would do for me financially. Exactly. Cause I, I I haven't done that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and again, everybody has like their motivating factors. My mine happened to be uh, financial. I'm going to be real with you. I grew up um, in not mm -hmm. the best conditions. I was in foster care. Um, and I know what it's like not to have and not to be um, secure in your food and not to be secure in your yeah. housing and, you know, things like that. And I just never want to experience that again. So a lot of the things mm -hmm. that I do um, are motivated by security. Um, 
Yeah. Of course, like I love business. I love marketing. But in the same breath, I also know that being in tech is going to essentially stamp my ticket. You yeah. know? <laughs> mm-hmm. So with that being said of I so I have like that same insecurity type thing because I for me, I remember always hearing about my parents' financial issues. Mm-hmm. And it always just like as a kid for me of like, oh, we'd have to move and and stuff like that. Like and I never wanted to ever have to just worry about my situation, which is why I joined. One of the reasons why I joined the military was stability and why I plan things out now. So when you got out of the military, how was that? Because I know some people, they're anxious. Some people, they're they're ready because the way that I feel, because I went through ACAP before, or now it's called SFL TAP, and I feel like they really do have all the tools for success. It's just about the individual and how they apply them. So how did you feel? Did you feel like you were ready? Because you're like, yep, I'm going to go and I'm going to pursue my education and I'm going to do this and that. And I am I know you have the shit planned out because you obviously planned out what degrees you were going to follow. So... I had my plan as far as the degree path I wanted to choose, but kind of up until I left and finaled out of Fort Drum, I didn't know exactly where I was going to land. I had um, applied to a few different schools, um, but ultimately the decision I made was to move back home um, because Mm -hmm. obviously with school, you get a a bunch of um, like in-state rates and you know just different things like that and what I can say about Pennsylvania the veteran programs and resources that we have are outstanding um and that really was a huge factor in kind of where I landed um and I, I in that I took a few things into consideration that um like the cost of living wherever I move was my money gonna go far was I going to have to, you know, spend mm-hmm. $2,000 to live in a closet, like that sort of thing. Those yeah. things motivate me because I don't, I knew I didn't want to work um, while I was pursuing my degree. So I'm like, again, the area was very important. Um, how far my money went was important. Um, then things like, okay, family, people are getting older, you know, those sort of things played a, a big part in me finally like resting my head in Pittsburgh. Um, but outside of that, like once I actually got here and <laughs> pulled up and I'm going to be honest, it was not a smooth transition. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes change is hard, you know, but when I got out, um, it, I just was anxious. I was just getting back from a deployment literally like two months before that. Um And with that, getting back from deployment um, and then rushing through the SFL TAP process, um, although, you know, I was a staff sergeant E6 in the Army, I knew everything that I needed to do. Um, However, I don't feel that I necessarily got the full experience. Um, However, what I can say is that I made sure that the most important things were like checked off the block. Um, With that, what I mean is um, making sure that my VA claim was done prior to me finaling out. Um, I went and at the time it was the purple, uh, 
what is it? The Order of the Military Purple Hearts or something along those lines. Excuse me if I'm speaking out of turn, mm -hmm. but it's something along those lines. Um, I went in and they helped me um, with all my medical records. And we went through line by line, record by record and annotated everything. Um, and with that, to me, that was the most important because a lot of people get out, they never file their VA claims and their backs are messed up, knees are messed up, you know, just all sorts of different things, all these ailments. And yeah. they never file, they never get checked, they never get reimbursed. And then later on in life, they start having issues. Um, and, and it's kind of hard to retrace their steps and get people to write, you know, letters and, you know, all these sort of things. Um, so yeah. that was the main thing is making sure that my VA uh, claim was in because I have been I, I, at that point, I had been in almost 10 years. I have done two deployments, um, a, a rotation in Kuwait. I was, you know, so I had been around <laughs> and I was banged yeah. up and, you know, I, I'm like, I know that I have these issues and I know that. I want to be compensated because at the end of the day, you have to look out for you and make sure that you're stuff is straight um mm -hmm. so that was one of the main things make sure that was straight um and then so i'm sorry i'm going back and forth then speeding up until i got no, you're to good. pittsburgh um that transition um was hard just from going from the military to the civilian life um but also um adding into the equation that I had just got back from a deployment. I really was rushing through a lot of things. Um, I hadn't dealt with um, the reintegration process the way I normally would have. So it was rocky. Um, I kind of went through a bout of depression. Um, kind of like it got to the point where I was at my mom and dad's house. I didn't leave the house. Like, and they were concerned. And if you know me, like I'm very upbeat, outgoing. I like to do things, yep. um, but I was in my room and they were like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. Um, but I just kind of became a hermit for a while. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, after like my mom brought that to my um, attention, like, um, we're kind of concerned about you. I'm like, okay, let me go <laughs> and talk to the VA. Um, and they were like, okay, we'll get you, we'll get you together. Um, and that kind of was the start of things leveling out. Um, so it really didn't take a lot, you know, or a long time for me to get straight. Uh, however, <laughs> it, there was a rough patch for me. Um, I would easily get irritated whenever I would leave the house um, for mm -hmm. no reason, like, no reason at all. <laughs> and I brought this up at the VA. I'm like, I'm just going through these issues and there's really no reason for them. Like my reactions to things, they, they're they just not amounting to what they need to amount to. Like it's an overreaction or in a lot of times maybe an underreaction. Like why aren't you responding in this manner, you know? So yeah, I had a, a time, a tiff. <laughs> Now, since you went to the VA, did so overall was because, you know, we hear things about like a lot of people in certain areas, they have a hard time with the VA and that um, it takes forever for certain things. Did you have that experience with the VA that you went to or was it pretty easy, you know, to get the help that you needed? Um, so honestly, it was very easy in 
again, that's a nod to the Pittsburgh VA healthcare system. Um, I've been out since 2017 yeah. and I haven't had any issues. If I need an appointment, I can go on and you know message the provider and make an appointment. If I need to see a specialist, they, they haven't had any issues um, creating referrals and medications and just all these different things. I haven't had any issues. However, I know that the big step with that um, was me making sure that my VA stuff was handled prior to me actually getting out because um, like my last, last day in the military was like February, I don't know, like 25th or something. I don't know. Um, and then I know that my actual VA healthcare and like um, disability claim was approved for March. You know what okay. I mean? So I had, I, yeah, I think I had submitted it in January and I finaled out at the end uh, to middle of February or the end of February. Um, and then, yeah, I was already approved and my benefits had started. So I know that was an integral part, um, just making sure that everything was straight. And then when I got here, um, I just went to the VA and, you know, saw a case manager and created all of my stuff, got myself into the system. And it was kind of easy peasy because everything had already been done. Um, I just went and got my um, medical card and that was pretty much it. So that seems to be then like your biggest um, like nugget of knowledge for people um, to get that stuff situated before they get out because it makes the process a it lot easier so much easier you don't have to worry about it you don't have to like i said try to find documents and these medical records and you know just all these different things like it made my transition a lot easier and like i said i hear the nightmare stories of you know the va yeah. losing your paperwork or giving you the runaround and i just haven't experienced that and i'm so grateful Yeah, I've heard I've heard those too, and that's why I've wondered because I mean we we both know um, some of the same people, and from Fort Carson, and some have got out, and it feels like some people they didn't do so well at first, um, and other people they they used the tools and they made sure what needed to be done was done, and they seemed you know to have an easier time. Yeah, I mean. What I can say um, as far as SFL TAP and, you know, getting out of the military, it has changed a lot over the years. Um, and it, it's just so much more, I guess, user friendly. You know what I mean? Like it's pretty, it's spelled out for you. Like they yeah. give you a checklist. They tell you where to yeah. be, what, what to wear, <laughs> what you're going to learn um, and why it's, why it's important. So I just, I don't understand uh, some of the issues that people go through. And again, maybe it, it, it varies by duty station, you know, maybe some people um, yeah. are more progressive, maybe are more proactive um, in the things that they do. But I know just from being in the military for such a long time and, you know, knowing people that have gotten out um, and just understanding how important that 
peace is because um, you, you really do have to set yourself up. Nobody's going to do it for you. Like, let's be frank. Nobody is yeah. going to bend over backwards um, for somebody that's getting out of the military and, you know, going on about their business. Um, it, it might happen, but to be honest, like, once you kind of let them know, like, hey, I'm going to ETS or retire or whatever, it's kind of like you're on your own. Um, unfortunately, yeah. but that's just the way it is. Um, but you do have the resources, but it's more or less, are you going to do what you need to do? Um, and I know that I didn't want to have issues getting my money because I know I had bad knees and had surgeries while I was in the military and, you know, just had these different um, issues. Um, I know that obviously I wanted to get my GI Bill and attend school and I needed to make sure that all my BAH was correct. And, you know, so it's like I knew these things. Um, so why not ensure that all of the legwork is done. So when it comes to, it's just easy selling. Yeah, that's very, you can tell you used your stuff and your time wisely um, to think everything out and how it was going to get done. And because regardless of what like people who aren't in the military say, like, Military veterans, we're entitled to that stuff because people don't understand the things that we go through while we're in the, especially for the medical side of the house of the strain that our bodies are put on. I mean, just not even doing anything and sitting in a truck for X amount of hours with all this gear on that's compressing your back that that does something, exactly. you know, and people are entitled to that. But since since you got all your ducks in a row and everything, I want to know about how the idea for your business degree came up because I'm excited to hear about the little business that okay. you started. So I got into business just it, it's always interested me. Marketing has always piqued my interest, branding, social media, um, since that's kind of on the uprise, like, you know. I have, and I've always kind of had a mm -hmm. natural knack for it. Um, even in high school, I took um, like entrepreneurship classes. Um, I was in DECA and we did like little business competitions with like case studies and things like that. So it's kind of always been something that I've been interested in. And then as far as starting my business, so you know, I'm always out and about with my lashes on. I have my makeup done, hair done. Like, it's always a production. And I will often get stopped mm -hmm. and, you know, like, oh, this is so nice. You're, you know, your lashes look nice, your foundation, you know, just different things. I'm always getting stopped and getting asked questions about, you know, my makeup or outfit or, you know, something like that. So I feel like as far as the lashes, it was more of a natural progression, um, I had already been buying my lashes in bulk um, off of mm -hmm. eBay, just like my personal lashes that I would wear on, you know, Friday night, Saturday night, going out with my girls. Um, yeah. So it was something that I was already doing. You know, I was already um, buying in bulk and and. I knew there was a market, obviously, because I'm getting stopped and, you know, people are like, oh, where you get that from? You know, it's like, oh, girl, you know, eBay, AliExpress, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so it finally clicked yeah. after, you know, a few years, like, 
okay, girl, this is something that you're going to do anyway. You're already going to have your lashes on. Um, you're already going to be wearing makeup. Just transition into really what you need to do. It was being, you know, a businesswoman. So that's kind of where that yeah. started. Like my love of makeup, my love of lashes um, and getting stopped on the street. Now, was that, is it kind of, because I know nothing about starting a business. So was it kind of easy for you or was it a little bit challenging because you have to balance, you know, the business side of things and then you're still in school and you're in a, a program still and working on your two degrees basically at once. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a challenge. Um, and then throw in the COVID-19 pandemic, um, it, it just threw a wrench everything. However, um, I, I just felt like, why not now? You know, just throw yourself into it. What's mm -hmm. the worst that can happen? Um, you, you'll still have the lashes. Yeah. <laughs> You're still gonna wear them. You know, you might not sell, but you know, that's just the reality of it. Um, but I, when I started, I was just like, okay, we'll just see how this goes. Um, and what I can say is that the interest has really been overwhelming. I'm really excited um, just to, to see the reception that I'm getting. Um, I don't know. It mm -hmm. just makes me happy and like I'm cheesing. I wish you could see me, but it, it just, you know, it just makes you feel good. Like, okay, this is my little baby and it's beginning to flourish. Um, obviously I'm not even a year old, um, but I'm making strides. Um, I've already changed packaging and, you know, just try to refine things here and there because um, just being a business yeah. student and then, you know, kind of knowing things, um, I don't want to, I didn't want to be overzealous um, and think that I'm going to sell out in one week. You, you know what I mean? Or that I was going to have this perfect yeah. product right away. Like that's not real. That's not real life. Um, like you're, you're going to have your learning curves. You're, you're going to have your hiccups. Um, like, for example, I had an issue with the, um, well, I had two issues that I'll speak about. So I had an issue with the packaging, um, like with my current packaging, like I switched packaging, but there's still like an issue, not a huge issue, but just, um, I guess processes, you know, you, you just kind of have to learn. Um, so with the, with the packaging, yeah. it is just simply that I wasn't happy with the clarity of it. Um, yeah, I mean, you're, it's your business and you want to put out a product that you exactly. want it's to your standards. So if it's not to your liking, you know, you're gonna mm -hmm, exactly. get it fixed. And so like that was, it's, it's actually currently stressing me out because what the issue is, <laughs> the mm -hmm. issue is that I don't like the packaging, um, but they sent this huge order and I can't send it back because it's like, oh, you know, mm -hmm. so I'm like currently trying to pivot. How do I fix this issue? Um, but what I do know is that everything is a learning um, experience. So from this incident I know hey quality control check like because they they sent me the, the um yeah. like the mock-up prior to um but they didn't send me like one I guess finished mock-up like this is what it's going to be um they just sent it oh, you know okay. so with, now I know okay 
this is what it's going to look like or what you say it's going to look like. How about we go ahead and print and test and see what that is. And you send that to me before we go ahead with the entire order. You know, it, it's just those small things. That's little processes, you know. OK, I just I know now. All right. Yeah. That I need to tell them, don't go ahead and do that <laughs> prior to my approval, because I don't want yeah. to be in a situation like what I am now trying to figure out how to fix it because I already have all the mm-hmm. product. And to send it back over to seas is going to be a headache, you know? So it's just small things like that. Um, yeah. And then what else did I want to say? Oh, girl. So the second issue was shipping. Uh, <laughs> shipping internationally can be a headache from dealing with customs and, you know, mail carriers that lose your package and, you know, just all types of things. Um, but. So are you are you talking about you shipping your product to customers or getting shipments from overseas from vendors? Um, yeah. So like okay. one of my very first like big orders, they sent it and I was like, yes, this is my first big order. You know, girl, they lost it. Like FedEx lost the package. And I'm like, oh, Lord, this is a lot of money. What are we going to do? <laughs> you know. So oh, no. What so what happened? Literally, I don't know. Um, and they wouldn't give me the information because I wasn't the sender, and it was like this huge headache. Um, but yeah, so really, girl. I mean, <laughs> the it has you as receiving it, operate. right? And listen, that it that makes no sense. I do not like shipping with them, and that's literally a completely different conversation, but I could go on and on. I do not like FedEx. They, I've had many, many issues with them. Um, and it's always about my package missing. <laughs> um, so yeah, so this package literally just vanished. So I'm having to go through, you know, my vendors in China and like, you know, they're saying that I have to go through you and you have to, you know, contact them and this and that. Girl, it was a nightmare. Um, and again, this is like my first big order and I'm having a heart attack. Um, and then at the time I had mm-hmm. also done like a pre-order type of deal because yeah. So and that's, it was just like another layer of it. I was like, got it. This is how, you know, God's treating me today. Um, <laughs> so I had done like yeah. a pre-order thing because I'm like, okay, the shipment will be here. You know, people don't mind waiting a week and I'm like two weeks tops. You know what I mean? But Bet- um, between the time I ordered mm-hmm. and the time that it would normally take. And, you know, just, I thought I was in a free and clear girl nightmare and that's another just a a learning experience i'll never do a pre-order again unless i have the product in hand girl nightmare these people had ordered their stuff and literally it took over a month to get some lashes and i felt so bad and i felt so you know just like unprofessional kind of janky i'm like oh they're gonna be talking about me But, you know, there was like nothing that I could do. Um, So these are just a couple of things that I kind of had to figure out what what I was going to do. Like, is this going to be it or is this going to be, you know, a learning experience? Am I going to just turn this into a positive experience? Again, I know I'll never do a pre-order. Again, I'm trying to figure out how not to deal with FedEx because they are terrible. Um, and then like the, um, the mock-ups of the products, 
and getting the final uh, cut of everything before you get an order of two and 300, you know, just small things that really do make a difference. Yeah. Um, and especially when you're doing things on your own and you're kind of piling other things on top of what you're already doing, it becomes very stressful. Um, so that is one piece. But another piece, I, like you said, I'm still in school and I'm trying to do all these different things. Um, stress, literally, that's my name. Like, <laughs> I, I, I mean, after, sorry, after you just said all that, I couldn't imagine stressing about my order bro, and then having to write a paper. Yeah, <laughs> what you're stressed about. Why? Why is this happening? Um, but I've just honestly learned how to rebound from a lot of different things. Like you just kind of have to be resilient. Um, and just understand that you're not going to have everything right. When you first start a business, there's going to be things that stress you out. Um, excuse me. If you have a family, if you are working, like, excuse me again, you're, <laughs> excuse me, y'all. I don't know why I'm burpy. <laughs> I'm drinking mm -hmm. tea. Um, but it's just going to be an added layer. And it's like, how are you going to manage it? And I think that's the biggest part of all of it. Yeah. It's just trying to find the time to manage. Um, and I'll tell you, I still haven't quite found the, the magic equation. Like, I don't know, you know, because especially right now I'm in my master's program. The workload is very heavy. Um, and I, I don't even have time to do my regular things like breathe you know, <laughs> or sleep. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So it's you just deal like, with it. I, I try to make the time when I can um, to be as successful as I can. Uh, I try to automate things that can be automated um, as far as like posting on social media. Um, I try to schedule out my days. Like I literally have a day um, that I sit down and it's like, okay, what do you have to do? This, that, and the next. Like, I have to have a schedule. I have to, you know, have these things in place or nothing's going to get done. Um, and that's just kind of what it is. <laughs> um, and then life, of course, you know, like I said, even though I do have my schedule like life, um, the other night I didn't lay down until like four o'clock in the morning because I was behind on some reading and doing work and, you know, but you have to do what you have to do. Mm. Um, and then I'm like, okay, well, I need to post. So I'm like trying to find content and create content in between um, just my every day. So I, it's more or less, if you want it and you want it to work, you'll figure it out. Um, if, you, if you have to get up and yeah. make pack those packages you know, it's six o'clock in the morning, do that, you know, like, that's just what it is. Um, because I kind of go by the mind frame and the mindset of there's nobody stopping you from being your greatest or reaching your highest potential except you. Um, if I want my business to flourish and succeed, I have to continue posting. I have to, you know, get up and I have to make you know, send out those orders. I have to do all of these different things despite what I have on my plate because I, to me, there's just no reason why I can't win. You, you know what I mean? Like, I just I, I just don't see this business not taking off, um, even though I'm taking my time. I don't see myself not 
uh, reaching any other goal, whether it be academically, uh, whether it be in the business world, you know, any personal goals. I just, I don't see it. Like, I just feel like there's nothing I can't do. However, I have to make it happen any way possible. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing I, there's nothing you can't do exactly. as long as you're working towards it. But once, once you, you know, step back or whatnot, then that's, that's when, you know, you start to not accomplish maybe things that you wanted to, because, you know, sometimes taking that quick break, that, that, that means a lot on a greater scale mm -hmm. of things when it you're does. working towards it a goal. It definitely does. And you just have to be disciplined. I mean, and I say this and I say, it, you know, it's kind of rolling off my tongue, but it's not easy. Like you just kind of have to keep your goals in mind. Um, like, obviously there's a bunch of things that I don't want to do. I, <laughs> I don't want to read all these chapters. However, I know yeah. that to secure this job or to, you know, gain these skills, this is what I have to do. And that's just, you know, yeah. So do you have, well, before I say this, I will say that even with a pandemic, that was very smart. And I hope it didn't really affect too much for you because lashes aren't covered <laughs> by a mask. <laughs> Whereas people, if they sold lipstick, I mean, I would think maybe their sales wouldn't be too great because people are like, well, exactly. there's no point. I have to wear a mask. Um, no, I, like I say, I, I just, I don't feel like anything has kind of hindered me um, it, as far as the pandemic. Um, more or less, it's like self, I guess, imposed bullshit. Um, you, you know, like being lazy, not mm -hmm. doing this, not doing that, um, not networking, not talking about your business, not doing like just the basic things. Like that's going to be like the detriment. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. So, sorry. Do you have what do you envision? um as far as growth wise for the business like not anytime soon type but more long-term goals for it so if people are listening they could see where you as a brand are going where you want to go which you will go because you're a boss ass bitch so you'll make it happen <laughs> and thank you for that um so long term you're welcome what i what i can say and what i will say um is that I'm going to be expanding into like other products. So my introductory product is okay. lashes. I have a lash line. Um, it's the Beautiful Nightmare Beauty. Wonderful lashes. Thank you. Wonderful I love that lashes. Um, high quality luxury lashes for an affordable price. Um, and that's kind of like my tag, like looking mm -hmm. good for the low, get bougie on a budget, you know, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, they do. Which people um, need. I mean, because I see people spending like outrageous amounts of money on lashes. I'm like, I know y'all can, I know there's a market and I know you guys can come out spending $18. <laughs> Um, so last year, mm -hmm. that's the introductory product. Yep. Um, and last year, um, I did start sampling some lip products. So I was doing liquid lipsticks, um, what else? Lip glosses, lip glass. Um, 
and that is still kind of in the testing phase only because of COVID-19 mm-hmm. with the the masks. That's the only thing that I didn't necessarily push forward yeah, on, yeah. but I do feel like it's giving me more time to research and not just put the first thing out that I, you know, yeah. Yeah, you're able to um, perfect it. So lipsticks, um, eventually an eyeshadow palette, maybe some merch. You know, like I really do feel like this is going to be a full Ooh. service beauty company. And that's why I put um, beauty at the end and not just like, you know, the beautiful nightmare lashes or lashes by Javon or, you know, something like that. Because like I wanted oh, to start, okay. but the yeah. big picture is, like I said, having the lashes, the lipsticks, the eyeshadow palettes, the merch, you know, like that's the big picture. So yeah, I, I'm... Oh, okay. I'm excited. Especially with this upcoming year, 2021, I have some things in the works for the business and I'm just so excited. Um, And, you know, just taking the things that I spoke about earlier, um, those process improvements and just things that I know that, all right, you have to do it like this. So everything will continue to run smoothly um, and flourish. I'm just so excited. Girl, 2021, I'm like, I got (laughs) to Like, I'm just so excited. Um, and I just, I can't wait to see everybody's reaction. Um, I, I just, I'm excited. I'm excited for you. I'm excited because I've seen, like, um, mm-hmm. Chrissy from Fort Carson, you know. She's doing great, too. Like, I see a lot of people who have gotten out and they're starting their own little empires or, you know, doing their hobbies and stuff. And I, it's just nice to see that there's life outside the military. Cause I feel a lot of people that I'm in the military with who have been in for longer than I have, they're having a hard time having that vision that that's not all that there is. And that you can take something that you like and you can, grow it into something that's sustainable for you if you work at it. And it's nice because, you know, your story is proof of that. Her story was proof of that. And so if there's anyone that stumbles on my little podcast and hears that, hopefully it gives them hope as well. If They're like, okay, well, she mentioned, you know, before I get out to make sure my stuff for the VA is straight. And she mentioned, you know, yeah, doing this and school, it's hard but she plans out her day and that's how she accomplished this and this and that. And yep, if you got to wake up early and pack packages, well, that's what it takes. And, you know, your proof that doing all that hard work has um, reaped benefits. And so I think it, it's nice to hear your um, story from the beginning of how it came out and you mentioned your struggles and then your, you know, you're excited for your plans of 2021 because, man, I hope this is a better year Girl, for everybody because last year was some bullshit. Some <laughs> ancient shit like this can pop that, like, up and <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. With the Simpsons predicting a lot of things, I was getting nervous. Like, I need to know because I had some questions. <laughs> okay. Like, what did I have going on? Who is the sorcerer? Who's the witch? I need to know. Yeah. 
you like like I want to read credible sources. I don't want to watch the news. I want to watch a Simpsons episode because they're proving to be right. Yes, but I mean, um, if do you have anything to add? Any any uh, advice for someone that wants to start a business? Like, what's one thing you wish you knew beforehand? One thing that I wish I knew before starting a business. Um, I mean, I don't necessarily have anything that I wish I knew, but what I can say is um, just a word of mm-hmm. advice. Don't expect things to blow up overnight. Like that's, it's just not realistic. Um, <laughs> uh, because most overnight yes. success stories, they take 10 years, 15 years, you know, like it's just, I mean, everybody remembers the, um, the Jeff Bezos picture with him, with the Amazon sign written out <laughs> and like taped on the wall. You know what I mean? From like the nineties, mm-hmm. like come on, like just be realistic yeah. with yourself because when you have like these lofty goals, you you fall I mean you often fall short and that's just setting yourself up for failure so what I would say is be realistic about your goals and don't just write the goal write the goal and then write the step to achieve the goal you know I think that's one piece that a lot of people miss Mm -hmm. when when they think about goals and achieving things like okay I want to you know achieve 15 sales you know, this first week or whatever. Okay, cool. But how are you going to do that? You know, like that's to me, that's the important part um, is having a goal, knowing how to execute the goal and achieving it. Um, and then not having lofty, um, unachievable yeah. goals. Break them down. Don't, you know, just, I want to sell $100,000 of merchandise. Like, girl come on <laughs> you know <laughs> so I think that's yeah I mean that's a goal but yeah. it's like well how are you going to get there type thing are you going to market on every social media possible or are you mm-hmm. only going to try to do this strategy stick about yeah. your goals that makes sense and then write them out and then have steps to achieve those goals and that's just with anything in life that's honestly the one thing that I can say that has propelled me um, in life is just making a plan and writing those steps out. Um, it, it just really makes the world a difference it, to me. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems like most success stories, success stories, they all mention goal setting and and how they have to be specific. They can't. They shouldn't be too vague, because when they're too vague, you're not focused, you know. And it it leaves too broad of an area of results. You need to be specific. So, Thanks. I think that's sound advice. I mean, I, and I really do hope it um, helps somebody. Mm-hmm. You're like welcome. I said, a lot of people they they just have that notion of okay, these are my goals, but they don't sit there and list out how they're going to achieve that goal or the resources needed or the connections needed, you know, like it's, it's a plan with no direction. So yeah, that's my biggest piece Mm -hmm. of advice. 
Um, also think of the long game. Everybody wants their, you know, whatever it is to blow up overnight, your podcast, your vlog, um, <laughs> your business, whatever you're doing. Like, I know that's just human nature, yeah. but think of the long game, be realistic. Um, Mm-hmm. And then when things do occur, because things will occur, like that's just life. Don't let it beat you down too much. You know, just kind of, all right, d- get up, dust yourself off, assess the situation and and just push forward. Like there's no such thing as stopping. There's no such thing as no, um, not forget, um, excuse me, progressing to the next next level. Like you just have to go. Like that's just my mentality mm-hmm. with everything go there's no such thing as no there's no such thing as um like as far as it's been like there's no such thing as like I'm not going to be successful with this business like it's not going to grow that like that's not even a thought in my mind (laughs) you know um but really speaking like I said I've already had issues with shipping and quality and this and that and I just kind of have to think like okay learning experience keep going all right you put that in your toolkit for next time keep going you know and and that's just kind of how I operate because I feel like there's no such thing as a loss (laughs) it's a lesson and there's definitely going to be some things but it's just kind of how you deal with them and how you um the the actions you take to attain those goals and the time frame that you place on them I think you should add um daily like just a few minute goal advice every day on your social or something because I think it's very very <laughs> helpful for other well, people you know, I think you're honestly, good at it I've been through so much in life. I really just try to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I try Driven to be optimistic. And maybe optimistic, um, maybe? Because there, I mean, every day there's so many things that could get me down, and you know, but I just try to have that light at the end of the tunnel and, you know, things that could be worse, but they're not, you know, that type of thing. Like, they're. Life is what you make it, essentially, you know, and and that's kind of just how I I choose to move through the world. (laughs) I try, you know, and everybody has their moments where you're angry, depressed, you're pissed off, you know, whatever. But I really do try to look at the brighter side of things um, because I've been to the dark side. I really do know what it's like, you know, coming from the mud, you know, so yeah. I'm just like, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's next? Um, today was a bad day. Hopefully I can dust it off, try again tomorrow. You know, that that's just kind of um what motivates me. Um, and and I can say from experience, because I have also been pessimistic. Um, when I was younger, you know, may I say like 10 years ago. Um, but you kind of have to make that that decision Mm -hmm. of all right I'm going to excuse me not let my situation get me down and get the best of me and I'm not going to affect those around me with my negative attitude and you know those sort of things like um it it is a process it is um but I, I choose to be happy I choose to you know kind of move through life with a bubbly spirit 
because I I, I kind of feel like what you put out is what you yeah. get back. Yeah, definitely. Whatever yep. you call karma. it, um, karma vibes. Uh, you know, like, you know, people with the third eye, all mm-hmm. that type of stuff. Whatever you energy, get in, whatever you put out, you're going to get it back. Um, and that's just some real life shit for you. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, actually, I I have a question, none related to any of this. How was your trip to Europe? Or did you just come to Italy, or did you bounce around? So much fun! I can't remember. So much fun. So, um, that was what 2018. Yeah, it was. It was right when I got here. Or no, I you know, came right before I, I got here, I think. Um, to Wee's Baden to visit a friend. She is a um, she's a chief out there. Mm-hmm. So I, I spent some time with her um, in Germany. Then we went to Paris. We went to Rome. Um, where else did we go? Girl, we went somewhere else, but let me tell you, it was so fun. Girl, it was so, so much fun. <laughs> like, I just can't even believe it. And so there is this one time like we're in Paris and I am getting angry as hell because I'm hungry. Nobody speaks English. Like the translation apps aren't where I'm like, come on, stop playing with me. I'm getting hungry. I'm getting angry. And it's breakfast time. Girl, it was breakfast time. Angry. I didn't know that the, the freaking French didn't eat breakfast. Girl, I'm walking. Oh, they don't eat breakfast, girl. I was really. If you know me, I love breakfast. I love brunch. Like that's my time. I love it. Girl, the day was progressing. Um, and you know, we're trying to get things started, <laughs> but we couldn't find anything to eat. Huh, we find we finally find a um in McDonald's. We go in and we like order a <clears throat> this is air quotes, a breakfast sandwich. Um, girl, it was like a bagel sandwich. <laughs> Why did they give us a bagel with a freaking hamburger patty? <laughs> Like the people um, oh my working goodness. the register, they're laughing. You know, I'm like pointing at the freaking menu. Girl, it was a shit show, but it was so funny. It was, it, and I'll never forget it because we're like walking <laughs> down the streets in Paris trying to find coffee and freaking donuts and you know some bacon. Girl, bye. They were like, Paris is. No, the most you're gonna get is like a croissant with like some Nutella in it or something because that's Nothing that's basically like, breakfast girl. here in Nothing. Italy I was like okay um so that was like one of those things um we went to Disneyland in Paris that was so much fun um it was my first time at Disneyland or Disneyland Disney World D- Disneyland yes yeah, Disneyland Paris um and we had a Disneyland um, it was my first yeah. time and we get, we got to saw like the the parade and all the Disney princesses dressed up and they had the castle Mm -hmm. in the back girl it was so beautiful um then we shot over to Rome if you know me my favorite movie is Gladiator I love Russell Crowe like I just that's my man I don't care what we're talking about (laughs) like I just don't care what we're talking about um that's my boo (laughs) Russell if you're listening 
um I am entertained like I was entertained <laughs> that's definitely what I was at the Coliseum for okay um <laughs> so uh, with that I did go mm-hmm. to the Coliseum because I was like oh my god I love this movie I love Russell Crowe I'm here um and I definitely like recited the lines <laughs> girl was amazing <laughs> Like, cause I'm just oh my goodness! <laughs> Fangirling to the I max. No extra, but you know that's like one of those bucket list things. Um, it, it, it was a blast. Um, yeah. What else did we do? The girl, so much. I went to go see. Um, what's it called? I was trying to go see the Sistine Chapel. Um, and run. it was closed to the public the day that we went and that's like um that's definitely on my bucket list i think that's the most beautiful thing i've <laughs> ever seen like i'm obsessed like completely so i'll definitely be back um but it was just really a, a beautiful time a beautiful experience um going from you know place to place and just experiencing so many different things um, in paris like they're they're cool <laughs> like they're really cool huh i i didn't like paris i i did not like paris because i got some guy try to rob so me on the subway at, on paris so <laughs> that 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 ruined it for me because he reached what? over and tried to grab my phone out of my hand and I was shooken up and I was like, I'm done. I want to go okay, home. Yeah, <laughs> I still had like a day and a half left. Um, but when we went, it was during the time when like, I don't, <laughs> I don't recall exactly what was going on, but like Paris was up in flames. Um, I forget exactly what it was. Yeah, they were protesting oh, like the something. Pro- I cannot protest. But girl, that was the time, girl. Everybody was like, be safe. Yeah. Like, Grandma Paris, I'm going to do as they do in Paris. <laughs> no, but that, it was really fun. Um, but the most fun was nah, Rome. Like that, it was just, you you, you can't beat Italy. You you just can't. Um, the food was great. It's cheap. It's authentic. The men, you know, it's just like, Lord, come mm-hmm. on. Like, why? Why do you have to? Everything they say sounds like they're trying to you know, talk you out your panties, and I'm like, okay, sure, <laughs> you know. Like, but all he's saying is like, can I open the door for you? Like, when they're just asking if you want a yeah, drink. I, left it. I, I mean, I really did. I enjoyed myself a lot, and I'll be. I definitely will be back because. Um, I want to spend more time, you know, in each place. And I wanted, so when we went, I went for mm-hmm. the holidays. It was um, like Christmas and New Year's. I mean, it was beautiful. Germany during the Christmas time with all the Christmas markets and all that beautiful, wonderful time. Um, like you just can't beat it. The clubs, yeah. like everything was, it was lit. Like, listen, we spying is lit. <laughs> Paris is lit, like all everything was nice. However, I want to go back in the summer, you know, because it's going to be a completely different vibe. So that's yep. Girl, Italy so is wait. great in Sign the summer. Up. Everywhere you go. <laughs> well, 
Thank you for uh, sharing your little vacation story. Man, thank you for, you know, just telling us about you, telling about your business and the future. Um, where can I will post the links in the description of the podcast, but where can people find um, this information and if they want to buy lashes or just follow so your journey you or anything like that? Me, my name is I am Chinky J on Instagram. Um, and again, we'll go ahead and put that below because it's like, it's a lot. Um, and then if you want to buy lashes, go ahead and follow the beautiful Nightmare Beauty on Instagram. And that's it. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much, girl. I appreciate you well, coming you on so and talking to me girl. and I taking time out of your busy schedule. I'm so humbled by this. Um, and I just hope that you, everybody listening, you got something from it. Um, I hope I wasn't just rambling. <laughs> um, but, and that's it. I just, thank you so much for having me. Thank you guys for listening. And again, you know, if you want to go ahead and follow me, um, links will be posted. <laughs> um, and, Yes. Yeah, the links will be posted. All right. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you so much, girl. Bye-bye.